short word on today's portion of the Chumash. So we find this Shah, this, this week on Chamishi, talks about the passing of Aaron. Now, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron that it, Aaron's time to pass together into his people has reached. Now there's a verse 25 in Chofhei. The Pesach says, Kach es Aaron ve'esel ozor benoi. Take Aaron and his son Elazar, Vahal Oisom Hoir Hohor, and take them up to Hoir Hohor. Take them up to the mountain. Hoir Hohor. Rashi says, like a small apple on top of a big apple. Hoir Hohor. So, why did he have to take Aaron and Elazar? Why did he take both of them? So, even though in Rashi it's not so, Rashi doesn't so, say so clear. Uh, but in the Pasik later on, it says, uh, what did he do up there? So the Pasik says, you should undo the garments from Aaron, and you should put it on to Elazar, his son. And Aaron will gather in and die over there. So, what happens was that the change of the Kahuna Gadoila took place in that mountain, at the place where Aaron dies, in the cave where he, where he dives. Rashi goes through the, the order and um, how he told him to go into the cave, he told him to uh, lay on the bed, and he saw the candle there, he saw it, and he uh, took off his clothes and he put it on to Eliezer. So Rashi says something very interesting. Rashi says, what does it mean, take Aaron? Hashem is saying to Moshe, take Aaron. How do you take somebody? I mean, a person, you tell, you instruct, you, you guide them, you encourage them, but what does it mean to take? And we find Rashi many times in the Chumash explains, like, we learned, Rashi says, in one shot, he took him with words. Taking, so Rashi says that he take him with with words of comfort. Hashem says, speak words of comfort. What did he say to him? Amoir loy, say to him, kach, take him, take him in other words, console him, give him words of comfort. Tell him as follows, asherecho shetira kisrecho nosun libanecho. How lucky you are that you will see your crown. What is the crown? The crown of kahuna gedoyla. You're going to witness your crown being given over to your son. That's a very powerful and a very comforting thing to see that your kuna that you had is being transferred onto your son. Take it up. Rashi adds four more words, five more words. Rashi adds, Ma ani zakai I am not entitled. I am not merited for this privilege. And simply we read it because we know that Moshe Rabbeinu's children did not become the leaders after him. It was actually Yeshua. Umeshorsu Yeshua binun, as the Pasik says, uh, the Rashi brings down, the one who guards the, 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 the date ends the fruit. So it was the servant of Moshe, it was the dedicated 
Mishoris of Moshe that ended up inheriting Moshe. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I am not worthy to this. So I was thinking when I saw this Rashi, I said, I don't understand. Why does Rashi have to add this negative, this, this uh, sort of put a negative spin on what's going on? Just because he's trying to tell Adrian that you are lucky because you see your son taking your place, it doesn't mean that he's going to feel better just that Moshe Rabbeinu does not get to do that. Is that going to be, is that part of the comforting of Aaron? Aaron is comforted that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't get it. Is Moshe Rabbeinu just expressing here is his frustration? Why does Rashi have to add these five words? Why can't Rashi just say, he said to Mashrecha, how lucky are you that you see your son? I mean, it's obvious that not everybody sees their son taking their place. He doesn't have to put his own sentiments, his own feelings, that he is not privileged to that. And why would Rashi say something negative over here, just about Moshe Rabbeinu over here? So, you know, Bechlau, it says that the Jewish people, Bechlau, didn't believe that Moshe Rabbeinu died, that Aaron died, because Aaron could stand up, he could do everything. So Rashi says they didn't believe until they had to show them. So, Aaron was very beloved by the people, as we also see that the Kobe Israel because he made Sholem. But yet, it seems like Aaron merited something in, in Moshe Rabbeinu's words, something that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't merit. So it seems like Aaron got a better deal than Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron's children became uh, successors to Aaron's position, and Moshe Rabbeinu's children didn't. So it seems that he's losing out. So I was just thinking, actually, I was thinking like this. It depends from whose perspective you're looking from. A Jewish leader like Moshe Rabbeinu, he is so concerned for his children, for his followers, for the community, that he considers it to be a privilege that the leader sees that there's somebody coming after him that is going to be taken over. So when Aaron Hakoyin is leaving this world, he feels bad. This is not talking about selfish things about your servant. Rashi isn't talking about that Moshe Rabbeinu. Rashi doesn't mean that that I'm not Zakai, that my children should take it me, like it seems in the beginning, but Mishara's Yeshua should take? No. He wasn't complaining, kvetching about not having his own children, not his own family, and somebody else. Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining because when it's not your children that take you over, it's actually not fully taking over. There is something going to be missing of Moshe Rabbeinu when in addition to having a leader, if that same leader leaves children behind, as the Rebbe brings down from the Rambam, that if you have a son, you don't require new Meshicha, you don't have to be Meshicha B'keret because it is sort of a continuous, the son stands in the place of the father. So what Moshe Rabbeinu was really saying over here, it is a special privilege for a leader to have a son to give it over so that there should be a continuous leadership, there should be no gap over there. Not something, it's not because he wants something for his children that they should be on a leadership position, but just that there's a continuation. 
Moshe Rabbeinu said, I'm not privileged, which means when I pass away, it seems like there's going to be no continuation. My family is going to be a leader, but it's not going to be the same thing. It's not going to be Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not going to be direct descendants. But I guess in here, herein actually lies in one way in the loss, lies the fact that the people stay connected with that Moshe, with Moshe Rabbeinu all the time. Because there is no children, because there is no successor, so then we remain constantly connected to the Moshe Rabbeinu who led us, who took us out of Mitzrayim, and we remain constantly connected throughout the Chabad history after the passing of a Rebbe, there was another Rebbe that took the place. So it was either a son or a son-in-law, but it was the direct lineage. Now by the Rebbe, it almost seems like Moshe Rabbeinu, he doesn't have any, but because of that, we have the Rebbe constantly. It's, the Pshad is, from the Rebbe's perspective, maybe he wants it should be Begashmi, somebody else to lead directly a descendant of the Rebbe to be there to lead the community. But on the other hand, it turns out that it's not a concern. The leader wants that, but the generation, although we want to be with the Rebbe Begashmis, but yet we don't have another Rebbe. The Rebbe remains our Rebbe, Adbiyas, Mashiach, Sidkenu, until we'll be Zoycha, that the Rebbe will come back, Begov Gashmi, Vuyigaleinu, Bekorev Mamash.